Welcome, everyone, uh, to this week's Crypto Internet Show, uh, which is our weekly series talking about everything stocks and the broader ecosystem, along with building on Bitcoin layers. Uh, this week, we've got a very exciting topic um, talking about namespaces on Bitcoin and what that means, why that's impactful, and yes, talking about those .BTC names that we see in some of the Twitter handles uh, around the table uh, today. We're going to talk a little bit about why those are important, how they apply uh, within the Bitcoin ecosystem, but also more importantly, how those apply in the future of social identities and also uh, decentralized identities as well, and maybe some new announcements of what's to come uh, furthermore as well. And just some quick stats on why this is important now. We saw a significant growth in Stacks addresses over the last quarter, from just over 400,000 to making our way over 450,000 Stacks addresses, which is exciting uh, to see not only where we've come in the quarter, but uh, year to date as well as that number continues to grow. And Today, we are joined not only by Patrick Maneeb, will be here in just a little bit, but also we've got the Rider team as well. Lewis, and I see Frieger. Frieger, I just invited you up to the stage, but uh, Lewis, uh, do you want to provide everyone a, just a quick introduction on the few people who may not know you? Yeah, so hello, everybody. This is Lewis, and I'm um, the co-founder of Rider. So in a nutshell, we try to bring real-life interactions to crypto, and we call it the world's first social wallet. Awesome. And Frieger, if if you're seeing it, I'm inviting you up to speak. We'd love to have you hang out uh, with us today. Um, Louis, maybe before we get into Rider and, and what Rider is from uh, the first social wallet perspective, as I think that's a, a huge topic to discuss. Maybe first, if we can, let's help to set the stage. We're going to be talking about a lot of different terms that may not be commonly spoken about right now. And I think it's good just to kind of throw that out there. So we'd love to know what are decentralized identities or DIDs, uh, and then also what are namespaces? in relevancy to today's topic. Yeah, perfect. So just to give everybody a bit of background what identity is on Stacks, I think we should start first on like the very high level, right? So Stacks has like what we call blockchain naming system. It's actually an network system that binds Stacks username without relying on any central points of control. You can simply think of it as like ENS, but on Bitcoin, of course, that's like the best comparison I could make. Absolutely. And I think we launched that just under a year ago, if if I'm correct. I believe uh, last fall, we saw the initial uh, .BTC domains released out into the world as those identities. And that's true as well. And if we're looking at the most used smart contracts there is on Stacks, it's actually identities and it falls under BNS. So right now there's actually, the last time I checked, maybe the numbers are quite outdated, but it's like 42,000 identities on, st on Stacks. 
to when we we mention identities these namespaces and identities these are representations of uh, addresses of websites of what do we mean when we say identities yeah so i'm gonna break it down in like very high level so bns has like three levels of hierarchy right so first you have the namespace you can easily think of it as like dot com dot org it's like the very much domain and then you have namespaces which you could easily think of as like your username in like the traditional web 2.0 so it could be like lewis at gmail.com that's pretty much it and you have the last one which is a subdomain and pretty much straightforward it's just a subdomain of like the namespaces so that's like the tree hierarchy of namespaces so you have like the namespace, think of it as like a .com, and then you have the names, which you can think of as like your username, and then you have like the subdomains. And when we look at the bigger picture, why are these important? Why do these matter? Um, not just for the Stacks ecosystem, but maybe more broadly for the future of identity, for the future of social inter interaction? That's a good question. So. At Ryder, we're heavily betting on like the culture and community of crypto. I think if I'm gonna be honest, I think identity was so I think we're heavily pushing it way back in 2017, 2018, but it was so unsexy, right? But now you have like the trend where you can see the typical Web3 consumer is changing and a lot of them is getting involved in certain communities. We can see it like communities are being born within the main protocols. For example, you have megapods, that's crush punk. And then from there you can see, okay, you can actually build a brand within these identities, right? So imagine if you attach a certain name to a certain NFT. So for example, me at megapods, I'm trying to build a brand daddy pond and when you build that brand, you ha can actually get like the commercial license for it and royalties for it. And that's what's more exciting about the identity sport. So we're trying to make it more social or wider. Makes, makes sense. Frieger, would like to get your thoughts on this as well, you know, being a part of the writer team, but also maybe from a even further technical level, you know, helping to set the stage uh, and further context for us around namespaces and their importance in future identity uh, that we're looking at as well. Yeah, hello. I think the most important is that you own the name yourself. So usernames are usually rented out from platforms like Twitter and so on. But the namespaces or the names that are um, living on a blockchain, they are owned by the private keys. So therefore, I think that's uh, most important if we want to have self. So when you say, yeah, real quick, yeah. Uh, Frieger, when you say own, what, what does that mean? What does that entail? How do I own this identity? How do I own one of these namespaces? Well, you own the name if um, that means that you can no one can take it away. 
So whenever you go to a platform, you can say, oh, look, this is my name. Uh, everyone knows me by this name and the platform can accept your name, but they won't be able to take it off from you. Is it is it worth going into a bit of like um, the difference between DNS and BNS and a bit of the history of things like name things like Namecoin and um, and 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 why decentralized uh, IDs have become more valuable or are, are, are becoming valuable from a from like a from a ownership standpoint? Yeah. Um... Well, I think it's uh, also interesting to see that the W3C consortium has a standard about decentralized identities, and it was uh, it's now in recommendation state. So that means there is a broader community that thinks that self-owned identities is something that we want on the web. And this standard is very general and it allows to have uh, federated usernames and identities like uh, on, on Twitter and so on. Um, but it also allows usernames on, on the blockchain. And if you look back where we come from on Stacks, uh, it was Namecoin. Um, where an application was launched, but I think Munib can tell more about it. And um, it was really to give uh, something more usable than a Bitcoin address or uh, an address on a blockchain to the users so they can share it more easily. Um, and if, if we look now what web applications do, like Cycle, where your name is part of the identification for your blog. Um, yeah, so lots of things moving on. So so going down on a, on a thread there, um, when we start to use namespaces as identity, um, and as you mentioned, for a blog or maybe even for a wallet uh, address, you know, how does that work from the wallet perspective? And I, I'd like to kind of get into maybe security and uh, potential uh, situations around that. But first, like, how does this work with wallets? How does a single ID or namespace work in many fashions? So how does the same, uh, you know, Kyle XYZ btc work for my blog but also work as an address to wallet but also uh, acts as a username into um, a particular account yeah, so the username is associated with your stacks address or with the in general blockchain address and that's the part that is written on the blockchain so this association, it's a ownership of an NFT, basically. So the name is an NFT and the stacks address, your stacks address owns this NFT. And then if, if you go to an application, the application can look up 
the name and finds your address and then can use the address to authenticate you. Got it. So through that effort, it, it's able to, to recognize and give me authentication. Um, so it can do that on a multi multiple levels, whether that be an application, uh, whether that be representing as a domain or a username, and then also a wallet as well. Uh, so once a transaction is uh, executed, based on that to that namespace, it'll decide where it needs to go. So if patrick.btc, for instance, would like to send me $5 uh, to xyz.btc, uh, he can do that and it will know Technically, there will be knowledge provided through the smart contract of that $5 goes to this wallet as opposed to my blog. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm going to jump in here while waiting for Fraser. It's very much correct. So with like namespaces, you want to build like a public infrastructure where it's easy for users to discover and remember each other's keys. And with BNS, you have the following benefits, right? So you actually have a globally unique username that is human meaningful and strongly owned so those are like the three benefits of having like a name on namespaces yeah let's talk about keys for for a minute too uh lewis we've had a lot of conversations uh, about uh keys uh, and the idea of you know losing one's keys and how to recover those and i think believe this is part of your mission at Writer being a social wallet uh, and something that you are looking to help uh, introduce into uh, the industry. But um, would love to go a little bit more deeper on what that means around keys. And Frieger, just to let you know, you are muted right now. So if you were adding anything on the technical level to my question, we we uh, had you muted, but uh, you'll feel free to unmute. But Lewis, talk to us a little bit about key ownership and maybe how that plays on a social role as well. Yeah, I think one of the biggest blockers in crypto is once you lose your private keys, you lose everything, right? So what we're trying to do at Writer is you can actually split your master keys in multiple trusted third parties. It could be your friends or family, and they can actually come together and recover your assets in the case of loss. And there's this algorithm called Shamir's algorithm, which just like splits your master keys in multiple trusted third parties. Got it. So right now, as the way it works, we have a hardware or software, hot or cold wallet. Something happens and I lose my key. I'm done. Everything I have, my awesome crypto punk, the $5 that Patrick sent to kylexyz.btc is gone. But with Ryder and what you're looking at from a social perspective is the idea that that could be potentially recovered in some way, uh, even if I've lost that. Is that correct? Yes, that's pretty much on point. <laughs> All right, walk me down that path. What does that look like? Because uh, this, this is new and, and exciting. I mean, the fact that I don't have to stress over losing the $5 that Patrick sent me uh, today is, is a huge win uh, as well. But what is that? I mean, this is also a big change when it comes to security protocols and wallets. Uh, it sounds like you guys are on the cusp of something pretty substantial here. Yeah, I think if we if we look at it, I think there's more than like billions of dollars worth in crypto that's actually 
laws when it comes to private keys, right? So for us, it was always the question of, okay, how do we actually make crypto adopted on like a wide audience? And the mission for Rider was always, okay, we try to bring like the next billion user in crypto. And one of the fundamentals is we need to solve like lost private keys, right? So that was the thing. And for us, we always look at, okay, but how do we merge it with the physical world? So it's all about ID and key management within proximity. And that's what we do at Wider. So Kyle, Patrick, and Friedrich could actually come together in a physical space and recover your assets in the case of loss by simply tapping their Wider's together. And that's how easy it can get. And that's actually possible by embedding your on-chain identities with what we call near-field communication. So near-field communication is the same technology that you use in Apple Pay or Android Pay. It's all about like a few centimeters. You tie the device together and you cover as in the case of loss. And that's one thing we're looking at because for us, it's always about how do you bring frictionless experience into crypto. And that's one of the biggest blocker. The problem was I had friends in 2016 that wanted to go into crypto. Six years later, they're still on the same spot. They wanted to go into crypto, but the technical barrier is very high. So we need to solve usability and security at the same time, which is the two most sought of features in the space. And that's what we're trying to bring into Rider. Talk to us a little bit about usability. As you said, user experience usability is a work in progress, I'll say generously, throughout Web3. It's, it's something every application has been trying to solve. But I've had the pleasure of seeing a lot of what is to come uh, from yourself and, and the writer's team. Talk to us a little bit about what that usability transition means and, and how you guys have worked so hard to establish something easy. Uh, one touch, one click, and just as a context, uh, near field communication is also known as NFC uh, for those out there as well. Yeah, so I'm going to give like a really good scenario. So imagine I'm going to a boarded yacht club party, and the usual process is I bring out my laptop, I showed you, okay, I log into my MetaMask, and here's my boarded yacht club, right? So that takes 10 minutes and by the time that you're in the party's already over but what if you could actually change it to just like less than 10 seconds you show your rider you get in and then like that's done then you enjoy the boric yacht club party so that's what we're trying to do with rider we call it the power of a single tap within a tap you experience crypto and i think that's it's different right because if we're being honest in this Twitter space, we're not really known for like the best user experience. <laughs> like if you go to a party, you need to install token proof, install this and that. There's just too many process for like a normal person to do it. But then what if you can do it within three seconds? Off the chain secure as well. So within a few seconds, it can easily purchase or transfer any kind of digital asset now with this new feature that you guys are going to be bringing out through Rider. Is that correct? I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So the pitch was like, what if crypto is easy as Apple Pay? 
and and for for those listening, Apple Pay also takes advantage of NFC uh, technology as well. So that's that'd be huge. I mean, what are some of those use cases aside from the board ape <laughs> event, uh, Lewis? Like, what are some of the applications that this could apply to? So I think I'm very fascinated with like social graphs. And Martin, if you can meet a person, for example, I meet Kyle, right? And every I met Patrick, I met Richard, and every time I meet another person, you can actually include it in your social graph. And then aside from the thing, we can also go into like enriching an NFT as a brand. That's also quite fascinating and also enriching DAO experience. There's a lot to unwrap here, but I'm going to leave it at those at the moment. <laughs> what if we can unwrap it just a layer deeper? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you, Louis. Uh, anyone else, I'd maybe hold back, but push you a little bit. Let's, yeah. let's unwrap that a little bit more. I want to add a disclaimer. I work for writers, so I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm quite biased if we're being honest here. So, um, so for example, when it comes to DAOs, so if you look at the form of governance when it comes to DAOs, it's usually plutocracy, right? So you have more influence to voting the more tokens you have. So the last missing piece of the puzzle is identity. So you can do a dual governance model where everybody who has a token can actually make a proposal. And then everybody who has an identity for certain community can vote. So in that sense, it doesn't matter how much tokens you have. It matters if you have a more stake in the community. And I think that's it solves a lot of problems in the space because right now, certain protocols are being governed by people who has more tokens in it. And I don't, we don't think it's the way to go. It should be like identity. If you have one identity, one vote, that's pretty much it. How many riders can you wear on one arm? <laughs> so this is the thing, so, <laughs> it's funny, but, but I mean, yeah, I, we got yeah. two arms, the neck, I mean, t-shirts, what, yeah. what, where's the, where's the stop? Yeah, that, 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 that's a good question, Roy, because, okay, let's look at proof of work. Proof of work is successful because there's a hardware component to it. You know, you, it adds more adds more threshold. If I'm being honest, I'm not going to wear 10 riders all at once, right? So we design rider in a way that it's modular. I'm really wearing a nice watch, and the last thing that I want is to wear a smartwatch. But then I would use it as a keychain. It could be a necklace as well, or... It depends on what suits your lifestyle. We're betting big on the culture and community and crypto and the, imagine the sheer opportunity that you can make with BD and integrations. For example, what's the main de facto wallet for board yacht clubs? I don't think it's MetaMask. I also don't think it's Tresor and Ledger, but it could be Rider. Yeah, it could. I mean, yes, it will be uh, as well. Uh... All kinds of different uh, fashion and culture items as well. Um, maybe even like an Iron Man uh, style shirt uh, there, Lewis. Uh, put one yeah. right in the middle of the chest or um, definitely tons of options. But I, I want to I come to um, a point you made earlier around community. I just saw Satoshables uh, join in and again, see a lot of Megapons. I see some Crash Punks out there. Um, how does 
writer and namespaces work together with communities? Um, or maybe just how are namespaces working with communities? I mean, one namespace, one vo vote, one identity, one vote. Um, how is that all working together right now as we're starting to see more DAOs being built around a lot of the early communities within the Stacks ecosystem? We're also seeing the uh, structure of those pushed a little further as well and opening up new features, new options, you know, shout out to council and what the team is doing there as well. But um, yeah. This is, a, this is a very interesting topic, I feel like, because I think right now we can see the trend that our typical web consumer is changing and they're betting, you can see like they're revolving around all culture and community and that's what Ryder is betting on. For example, Block Stacks, of course, FKA Stacks was selling identities back in 2018. But if we're being honest, it's very unsexy, right? Like privacy and fundamental digital rights is a nice thing to have, but it's not like everybody would buy it. But imagine if you could actually establish namespace as a brand for certain NFTs. And we can actually see this in Boric Yacht Club. So Boric Yacht Club actually, um, there is this startup called um, Mouse Belt Labs and they released this thing called Board Jobs. And Board Jobs actually make it easier for NFTs to commercial license your NFTs. So namespace in general revolves around, we're betting heavily, could be debatable. We're betting heavily on the culture and community of crypto. So imagine if you're building a brand with namespace, you could say, okay, daddy ponds, that, that mega, and establish it as a brand. Imagine the sheer volume of value that you can extract out of it, because Daddy Ponds could be like the next generation of actors and actresses, and it's proven. You can see people in Boarded Joy Club actually using their NFTs to do book deals, even a beer brand, <laughs> those kind of things. And I think that's what will take namespace to the next level. We don't need to sell privacy for it, but we can sell brands and enrich it. You know, you need to put these NFTs into work and just own that name. Absolutely. Curious to see who some of those initial brands will be on the BNS uh, as well and bringing out those .BTCs because you're right, we're, we're seeing a lot of that uh, in some additional ecosystems and there's huge potential and opportunity here as well. Um, Lewis, for those communities that are maybe listening today and, and want to get started in working with a namespace, working with Writer, how how does it all work? You know, how are they able to purchase uh, a community handle, or is there community specific handles? How do they get set up? What does that process look like from A to Z? And again, I think this is important because we're seeing more of this activity and also more interest from a lot of the conversations we've had here around DAOs and just community evolution. Yeah, um, Fritcher is here to actually give more input, but the strategy is if you're like a com community within a protocol, and we can see the trend, right? So various communities are actually being formed within the main protocol. Stacks, for example, 
there's many communities out of it. So you have Megapunk, Crash Punks, and all these other communities. And if you're a community, you can easily just ping us at hello at writer ID and we can make it work for you. What's the good thing about writer writer namespaces is we actually give a portion of sales back to you. So in that sense, it could fund all the developments that you guys try to believe in. Because by the end of the day, we believe in the saying that protocols are powered by communities and we always try to divide and conquer. That's why a portion of sales of all these names goes back to you in order to fund things that you believe in. And that's a really good go-to-market strategy. So in that sense, rider names, we don't need to market ourselves, but like the communities we integrate can market itself. And then you have this kind of like network effect. Pretty Pretty good, I think. That's a great strategy. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and Frigger, I'd love to learn more of the technicals around that as well, if, you, if you're able to uh, share and, and unmute. But Lewis, just to, to uh, clarify, so if someone joins the Crypto Internet Show community and purchases the dot uh, Crypto Internet Show uh, namespace, then a portion of that goes back into our show here and can help with production and future development, marketing costs, et cetera, uh, in, in that sense. Is, is that uh, correct? Yes, my very much correct. All right. All right. Well, I think I, I think I may have just figured out how we might uh, fund marketing for the rest of the year. So that's awesome. But uh, that said, Frieger, talk to us a little bit more about the, the technicals uh, and how this all comes together. Yeah, the main features of the namespace are how long a name is valid and how much it costs to register a name. And the BNS the BNS contract has yeah, the main features of the namespace are how long a name is valid and how much it costs to register a name. And the BNS names contract or the BNS contract has the possibility to change the price by the owner of the namespace. And then we can set up a high price for all names. And whenever we want to register a name, we set it to one microstex or whatever the price is, or $10. Um, and can register the name at this lower fee. And after we register the name, we set the price to 999,000 billion stacks. So the community is in control of who registered the name at what price. Does that make sense? God. Yeah, so right now, uh, I believe, and I could be incorrect, I'm looking for this off the cuff right now, but I believe it's about $5 US to purchase a, uh, a, a, BT, a .BTC name right now. But what you're saying is that a community can actually further set that price. And back to Lewis's point, that is helpful or could be beneficial uh, for communities where one identity equals one vote. Yeah, because the community can control who registers which name. Another interesting thing um, 
regarding votes is, you know, I, I think um, there's a lot of talk about like quadratic funding where or quadratic, you know, voting where it's like, if you have so much coins, well, then you get, you get, um, you get sort of penalized in your vote by, you know, taking the square root of however much coins you have, and that's your vote. But then people sort of game that by creating a bunch of different wallets um, that have that have uh, fewer coins in them, and then they get um, they get like a stronger vote. I think with the namespace model, where you um, <clears throat> you kind of actually just charge maybe charge like an annual fee. So if you, if you want to keep if you want to keep this an, keep this name, you've got to charge an annual fee. I think that would like drastically drastically uh, bring down the number of people who are hoarding like many 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 names to simu- to simulate many users. So it's kind of like a civil attack. Um, uh, it's like a good method against like civil attacks. I, I believe even like ENS. I believe even even ENS um, uh, kind of does like a five or ten dollar yearly fee or something like that. Um, yeah, and I just looked for confirmation. Just looked at uh, BTC.us, uh, the, the current main website to purchase .BTC domains. Even though there are many other places and marketplaces uh, that one can purchase those, but uh, right now it's roughly around five dollars USD, which renews every five years. So once you do purchase an identity or, or namespace, you actually hold that for five years right now, as well. But Patrick, what you're bringing up is a, it's a unique twist on this, um, which helps further the membership model. And again, that social component that uh, Lewis was talking about earlier as well. Yeah, I mean, like, if you think about it, there's a lot of like really fundamental sort of like app level um, uh, kind of uh, primitives with namespaces. You have, you have uh, user accounts, right? You have um, a payment system. Um, you have, um, and then you also have... Um, if you, if you were to use something like the voting mechanism I described, um, then boom, you have you have like you have a very kind of primitive form of governance, and it's pretty pretty interesting. I mean, like I I really think I really think like namespaces are one of the fundamental pillars of um, of crypto organizations. If you don't have names. Uh, it's very. If you don't have human-readable names, it's very hard uh, to make material progress, um, unless you're you're um, you're just like a one-function sort of uh, product. And I think um, you know ma- maximally lever- leveraging community sort of requires that they're able to, you know, have a heads-up view of who each other is and, and know f- without you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that is that person. Um, just like na- yeah, names are names are fundamental. So. Uh, it's great that they're that they're you know working on on names with Ryder. And, and Patrick, uh, you know, I, I can't help but to ask you know from a city perspective, from uh, how since namespaces play so core to the crypto industry, I imagine they're going to play a very unique role for the future of cities. A lot of the conversations you and I have had around. Uh, cities, you know, city coin protocol to crypto cities and a lot of the white papers that we've discussed at length. I mean, this could be not only a new address, both physical and digital, but also a new representation to the city that you are supportive of, you're, you're included of. I mean, how, 
has this maybe been discussed within the city coins community of potentially being brought to a city level or, or state level, et cetera? Yeah, sure. I mean, just briefly, the the go- like the governance method I described earlier was something that's that's uh, been brought up. Um, I think generally uh, what we're going to see, and um, I think generally what we're going to see is networks, uh, like crypto networks, are going to fuse with um, traditional governance, um, you know, inst- like uh, networks or institutions. So you're going to have, you know, cities and countries fuse with crypto protocols. In ways that may maybe seem bizarre at first, but then make sense, um, or ways that are very intuitive. Um, and I think like namespaces are one of those more intuitive things. So you have like you, you have a phone book, for example, of everyone that lives in a major city. Let's say like you know Chicago. Um, well, the problem like all that does is give you <laughs> their their phone number, their name, and maybe their address. I don't know if they still do that, but you can like call those people, yada yada. But those people don't have their own wallets. Those people can't sign in to um, applications that are that um, that that they and only they can sign into, or that that um, that benefit them specifically. Um, and I think just from like a, from like a go to market standpoint, um, there I think there will be like a whole new category of applications that um, basically build around around um, what is like what is like a like the phone, like the phone book 2.0, or like everyone has a wallet, um, and I think that's going to make that would make would make the job of some governments a lot easier. It's like you can outsource problem solving uh, to the community. You know, you don't have to be like this sort of bottleneck to solving every single one of the community's problems. Um, and um, yeah, does that, does that sort of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it also sounds like it's just furthering the social graph that Lewis brought up earlier as well and just continues to amplify those connections and that easeability uh, as well for people. So this seems to make perfect sense. Yeah, imagine imagine like um imagine imagine if like a city, you know, subsidized like a bunch of riders being sent to right, being sent to um every home in their city and then boom, they all have Oh, they all have a wallet um, that they and only they can access um, that they can like take with them um, and they can be addressed as a, as a market um, directly from anyone in the world that's trying to like improve their quality of life through applications, through, uh, through applications, through um, sort of um, just like reorganizing their communities. Uh, more, more Sorry, it's working. Sorry about that. Maybe there's a namespace for, for, for pets as well. We didn't we didn't get a chance to get into that yet, so it's perfect. Yeah, no one on the internet when you're on it's like what's that that phrase? It's like uh on the internet no one knows you're a cat or a dog. So, <laughs> my my cover's blown. <laughs> the PFP and no no longer stands. Um no it's that's great and, and uh, Lewis, coming back on on the area of Ryder, uh, now that Ryder's been kind of teased out there, and we're we're talking more about this amplification of our social social graphs and our interactions, leveraging namespaces. Um, what do you see next? What are you excited for for the the next year or so when it comes to Ryder, future of wallets and namespaces? 
Yeah, I I think what I'm always excited about was merging the digital world with like the physical world. At the moment, I think we're very fixated on the metaverse and the metaverse is all about bringing the physical to the digital space, but we'll get there at some point, but the next, but the most logical step is what if we can bring all these on-chain assets in the physical world? And that goes by like the saying of Max Weiser, who's like a computer scientist. And he talked about ubiquitous computing, where you actually use software and hardware to make human experiences better and not take it away from them. And the best thing about it is technology disappears within the human context. And that's what I'm excited about, Ryder. You use these on-chain identities to actually in the physical world to really really realize the potential of Web3. And I, that's what I'm more excited about. And it's what where we're betting on at Ryder. Like all these on-chain assets, you can use it in the physical domain. And, and taking one big question into context before we come to the audience for any questions as well is security and security risks. I mean, what security risks are out there when it comes to using namespaces in this way? Uh, I mean, you do have the hardware wallet in between, but what yeah. are some of the things that we need to be conscious of as this is starting to ramp up and something we're starting to all use more? Yeah, I think Friedrich could speak more about here because that's like his expertise of domain. But if I'm going to talk about Ryder when it comes to security, we design it in a way that it's very much secure off the chain. We made certain design decision when it comes to architecture. For example, there's no Bluetooth, there's no Wi-Fi, because by the end of the day, you want to opt in for simplicity in order to achieve the highest security. And that could actually be achievable with NFC and just like your on-chain identity. So think of it as like Kyle, that BDC, and that's your extension of your digital self in the real world. But for other stuff, I would love for Fritcher to actually come in and chime in. Because <laughs> that is domain. We have each other's domain. So. Yeah, so I think when you have registered your name and it's on chain, it's as safe as your tokens on chain. Um, it's more tricky if you transfer your name. Maybe you want to rotate your key, so you, um, you want to use a new stacks address and you transfer your name to a new address. Then the lookup of the name on chain could be cached by nodes. So there could be confusion about which is the actual address that owns the name now, or if you're selling it. <laughs> Um, I think in Stacks that even happened uh, some time ago that the lookup wasn't really correct and some Stacks were sent to a different address than it was supposed to be because the name was transferred. So that's something to look into and be aware of it. That's similar to we go back to Patrick's question around DNS, BNS. That's very similar to the who who is database uh, around DNS uh, as well. So being able to look up who may or may not have ownership of that domain. So when you do go to sell it, you're saying that there is a potential that someone could kind of jump into the middle and um, 
be able to hop in front of another to to repurchase that domain is, is kind of what it sounds like. Are there other security issues and other things we need to be aware of? I mean, the idea of, again, uh, that social wallet and being able to do social recovery is huge, but um, is that here? Is that ready? Are we are we ready to get those that uh, rider device now and start engaging with that? That's like the million dollar question. I think because we're doing like a software and hardware company and if we're being honest here, hardware, PCs don't really touch with and it's named hardware for a reason. It's very hard to execute, right? But I think with the skill set and capabilities that we have, it's always, okay, how do we actually bring more users to crypto? And that's by doing hardware plus software because if you look at technological paradigm, Web 1.0 was actually catapulted by PCs. Web 2.0, which is all about user-generated content, was forefronted by smartphones. The next question is, what is it for Web 3? At the moment, we don't think it's air-of-air classes, but it's a separate device that people can easily use. That's why we're betting on Rider. That's where I, why I'm betting on Ryder as well. Uh, Lewis and Frieger, uh, you guys are doing a great job and very excited to see how not only the social wallet comes to market, but also this new extension of the social graph and social recovery as well. And now with the upcoming uh, integration around namespaces and also uh, just BNS in general, I think there's a lot of potential still to be seen and tapped here, which is going to be exciting to watch you, the team and the ecosystem uh, take off as well around that. Um, we do have a little bit of time for questions. So if you do have a question in the audience, go ahead and request to go up on stage. I'll uh, do our best to get you up uh, to ask a question as well. And as uh, everyone prepares, Lewis, where can everyone go to reserve or to purchase their rider device? So we're going to launch the website this Friday. And then you can actually buy the namespace, the names this Wednesday, next week. But we call it Rider Handles because it's more like uh, user and friendly because everybody knows what handle is. But I don't think everybody knows what decentralized identity is. So <laughs> we try to make it more consumer product. <laughs> With that, with that being announced, uh, Lewis, as you you leaked that out, I, I had that on my do not ask list. So now that you've brought it up, I'm going to ask. So, Ragnarly, please hold for just a moment more, and I'll get to your question. But Lewis, break it down to us for us. What are rider handles, and how are those slightly different from maybe a, a BNS uh, or yeah. the .BTC domains that we're we're able to purchase today? Yeah, so the, the main difference, so, I mean, it's pretty much similar in fundamentals. The main difference with wider handles is we try to leverage the culture and community within crypto. So every community that we integrate with wider handles, it could be Megapond, Satoshibles. A portion of the sales goes back to Megapond and Satoshibles in order to fund things that they believe in and accelerate the development of Web3. That's the main, that's like the special thing on it. Aside from the fact that, shout out to Xverse because they're actually supporting all writer handlers. You can actually send Bitcoin stacks and Bitcoin powered NFTs with Xverse writer handlers. 
I, and I believe you have a, a, a Twitter spaces uh, with the X first team tomorrow as well. So we'll, uh, we'll save the rest for them as I know you guys are going to be doing something fun and exciting over there, but just in summary right now, dot BTC or a BNS uh, is just that namespace. It is just that username. What rider handles are going to be offering is that community level subdomain or that community uh, customization as well yeah yeah definitely and then with these writer handles if we're going to talk about DAOs, you can actually implement certain rules and regulation within your community and it takes your whole DAO experience to another level but this is another conversation we can bring in orlando and ryan for stacker DAO on this one so we will yeah it's just we're betting big on culture and community within crypto to take actually namespaces to a whole new level because decentralized identity was very unsexy. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed with what you and the team are are tossing out in there. I think you're, you're starting to bring a a fresh of breath air uh, into DIDs or decentralized identity, or even on chain identity as well. Um, Terms that have been used in the past and then currently have multiple definitions if used at all. Uh, And it sounds like you're bringing it to a more, uh, level playing field for all to understand or ease of understanding uh, and also interaction as well. Um, with that said, I do want to make sure we get in uh, one of our questions, which has patiently waited for the little bit. So uh, BTC, welcome to stage. What's your question? Oh, thanks for having me up and for this uh, Twitter space. Very helpful. I guess mine is less of a question and more just wanted to share how we're using .btc names um, at Trajan. So Jonathan and I got a um, Stacks Foundation grant to build our MVP, and Trajan is basically a identity and reputation platform uh, where people can create an account using their .btc domains. And then sort of like LinkedIn, where people can endorse skills, um, you can do the same with Trajan. But instead of just typing the word, you could send an NFT that represents that skill. So if you're a developer, I could send you an NFT with basically the word clarity developer on it. And so over time, you build up a gallery of your skills that are actually NFTs. And so going back to this Twitter space, um, the identity that we're building for people based on their skills is built on .btc names. So more of a comment, I guess, than a question. That's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, Sorry, do you mind? Uh, Just just jumping in for a second. That's incredible. And there is like, there is zero chance that that won't be a concept that um, isn't used in the the future. Like people are definitely going to have credentials on chain, like for sure. So it's just a matter of execution, distribution. Um, But that is like such a good idea. I'm uh, interested to know who your uh, first sort of target market is. Um, yeah, thanks, Patrick. So we're obviously going after Stacks people, um, any sort of uh, participant in the Stacks community, probably more on the developer entrepreneur side. Um, we'd really love to get Clarity developers on there so we can support them and build up their reputation so people can know you know, who are good clarity, clarity devs and we want to reward good clarity devs and encourage more 
to to learn clarity and so by having these nfts they can show their reputation so we're going after them first um and and the other thing we're doing is besides being able to give someone an nft to endorse their skill we're also going to have what are called patron nfts so I will have my account, Ragnarly, and I could mint NFTs that people can buy to support my work, um, or I could give them away and, and give people who hold my patron NFTs some perks like early access to a newsletter or invitation to an event or get a free t-shirt. So to answer your question, if we have you know Clarity, Dev, Clarity Devs on the Trajan platform and you like their work, um, you could buy one of their uh, patron NFTs, You know, say it's a hundred bucks or 50 bucks and you're supporting their open source um, work. So that's that's a short answer. That's cool. I also love to put out like bounties to specific okay. people if, if the um, if their um, skills are, are correctly um, sort of displayed. Awesome. I, I think we've we've got a exciting use case here, and, and hopefully many more uh, to come as well. Thank you for sharing. Uh, if we don't have any more questions, I think I do want to come back to Lewis and Freer just to make sure you guys give a shout out. I mean, this is again very important. You've got a big announcement that we've kind of uh, begun to tease out a little bit uh, coming at the end of the week. Where can everyone go again to sign up to learn more about Writer? Also, pre-order their writers, and then. A big shout out to the X-First team, who together you'll be hosting a Twitter Spaces to release some more additional information about what you guys are up to tomorrow. Okay, the big shout out is, I mean, everybody should go to writer.id and you can actually see what are we doing in order to bring the next billion user to crypto, which is just bringing more social to it, right? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And there's an announcement on Friday, and we're gonna actually enable registration of namespaces on August 17th. Save the date, 5 p.m. You know, let's go, let's do this. It's huge. I, I love that you you just couldn't hold it in. You you you, did, you you wanted to save that, but you just wanted to give it at the same time. So August seventeenth is a huge date. Five p.m. Everybody, make sure that you do reserve that date uh, to purchase your writer handles as well, and then also check out Writer and Xverse their Twitter Spaces tomorrow for some additional information and announcements that the teams together will be going further in to what we spoke about today. Lewis Frieger, big thank you. Patrick, as always, a big thank you. And to all of you, thank you very much for tuning in to this week's Crypto Internet Show. If you'd like to tune in live, ask questions, or join the conversation, be sure to follow Stacks on Twitter and tune in every week at 5 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. Until next time, I'm your host, Kyle Ellicott, partner for Stacks Ventures. Everyone have a good day, good week. Take care.